I'm Jim Pullen. And I'm Joel Parker. And this is How on Earth, the show that makes you smarter and more musically adept. Today is Tuesday, October 16th, 2012. Today is our Fall Pledge Drive show. Our subject is Genes Gone Bad, or do you have to be a genetic mutant superhuman to play Paganini? And to help us understand Paganini, we have with us in the studio internationally renowned violinist and Boulder's own Dr. Gregory Walker. So DNA is the molecule which parts form the basic language of life. Long strands of DNA make up genes and genes make proteins. In turn, proteins tell cells what to do with themselves, like become skin cells. Sam Keen's new book, The Violinist's Thumb, tells the story of DNA. He named his book after his favorite story, The Genetically Induced Trials and Tribulations of the Great Violinist Paganini. The Violinist's Thumb is our fall membership pledge drive premium, and you can get it by calling 303-449-4885 and pledging at the $60 level. So let's listen to Sam Keen talk about The Violinist's Thumb. One of my favorite stories was about the title, uh, The Violinist's Thumb. Um, that has to do with the story of a violinist, probably the greatest violinist who ever lived. His name was Niccolo Paganini, who was playing for you know emperors and Napoleon and popes in the early 1800s. And there were always rumors he'd sold his soul to Satan for his talent. That's how good he was. Um, and Paganini, part of the reason he was so good, was he had these really amazingly, kind of freakishly flexible fingers. He could twist them into all sorts of different positions and poses. He could spread his hands incredibly wide. He could just do things with his hands that other violinists couldn't. And we know today that it's almost certain that Paganini had a genetic disorder of some sort, and that's what gave him his flexibility. And I like this story for a couple of reasons. One, um, Paganini really loved playing music. He was also a very hard worker. And so it's really his genetic endowment being combined with a temperament that took advantage of his genetic abilities. So it's really his environment and his temperament and his genes all working together. It was kind of a perfect storm of traits that made him who he was. And I also like the story because at the end of his life, the same genetic disorder that gave him really flexible hands and fingers uh, ended up causing a lot of other medical problems. And he actually died pretty young and was unable to play music in public for the last years of his life. And so I think it's a good way of seeing how knowledge about genetics can really shed light on history, on historical subjects or historical celebrities, things like that. So that's why I chose it as the violinist thumb, the title. That's Sam Keen talking about Paganini, who he calls the virtuoso violinist's virtuoso violinist. And even though Paganini may have been suffering a genetic disorder now called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, do you have to be so endowed or so suffering to have achieved such greatness? To help us answer that question, we have in the studio Dr. Gregory Walker. I think many of you will know Gregory from his long tenure as the Boulder Philharmonic's concert master, a position he took up in 1987 and just recently left to concentrate on a solo career. Welcome to How on Earth, Gregory. Thanks, Jim. It's great to be here. 
Keene tells us that uh, Paganini was such a marvel that many claimed he got his remarkable skills in a trade with the devil. But Paganini didn't really discourage that rumor. He'd play in graveyards at night, uh, for example. But, but as scientists, we want to look for a, a more commonplace explanation. So uh, first, let's consider the data. Gregory Keene says that Paganini had tarantular hands. In the lore passed down among violinists, what do we know about his dexterity? Well, we're definitely aware that there were some intervals he could reach on the instrument that are a little bit outside the, the realm of possibility for most players. And I have heard that he could hold his hand out in front of his face and take his little finger and his thumb and touch them behind his hand. So he definitely was working with some very special gifts. But I think just like with gifts any of us may have, really their main value is when there's enough imagination involved that they can be used to inspire possibilities that otherwise wouldn't even occur to the bearer of those gifts. And I think as Paganini realized he could do these things, all of a sudden the doors opened up and even though I'm sure many generations of violinists who have followed wish those doors could have shut a little bit more quickly, uh, at that point the cat was out of the bag and there were new possibilities that now every serious concert artist has to confront as they work their way up through the repertoire. So uh, you're going to be playing for us the final culminating piece in a suite of 24 works that extended the capabilities of the violin. And uh, can you take a moment to introduce us to the challenges of the Caprice Number no. 24 that would make use of Paganini's special talents? Well, it's just a great piece that's inspired composers all throughout his Romantic era. The melody that happens in the very beginning is something that you see showing up in other composers' music. But after that, things get a little bit hairy, and one variation after another, you'll hear Paganini exploring these really radical ideas he had, the ideas of having huge leaping intervals playing higher than people had heard before, making sounds with the instrument that just don't seem quite right, whistle tones and things that were frightening to not only other violinists at the time, but listeners and uh, techniques that he learned during the years he spent perfecting his second instrument, which was actually the guitar. So you get kind of the uh, entire kitchen sink of possibilities delivered on the one level. But my theory is that the reason why we all know about Paganini now is that it's really the atmosphere, the theater, the mystique of the way these things can be played that really has lent this particular Caprice and Paganini's works their immortality. Well, I can hardly wait for this. So I'm going to excuse uh, you to go to our music studio so we can uh, hear this wondrous and marvelous piece of music. And, uh, you know, I have uh, with me here in the studio uh, Sam Fuqua. Hey, hey Sam, how are, how are you doing? Good. Good to be with you, Jim. Looking forward to Maestro Walker's performance on How on Earth, a wonderful example of the kind of a community radio that KGNU provides on a daily basis. Really uh, appreciate you and Joel and all the other How on Earth volunteers putting together this great science show every Tuesday morning. Well, you're most welcome. You know, it is really all about community here. When I went to uh, put together this show, uh, certainly I had an idea that I stole from a book, 
Uh, but, uh, you know, I reached out into the community to uh, to uh, locate uh, uh, Dr. Walker. He and I actually uh, practiced karate together, but we were put in touch with uh, we were put in touch with uh, one of my own karate teachers. And so, you know, community extends on and then everybody pulling together more or less at the last minute to put on what is really a fairly compu- complicated show. Yeah, and we, of course, we want people to pull together now and call KGNU at 303-449-4885 because the volunteer energy, as uh, manifested by Jim Pullen and Joel Parker and the How on Earth team, is only one part of the uh, the equation this morning. The other part is the listener member contributions. The volunteer energy fueled by the listener member dollars is what makes community radio go. We have a matching challenge in play, dollar for dollar match. So how on earth fans, this is a great time to vote for local science radio and have your contribution doubled with a pledge of any amount to 303-449-4885. And I would suggest taking the Sam Keen book. That sounds like a fascinating book and it's available now as a thank you gift at the $60 level when you you call 303-449-4885. Absolutely right. That is a fantastic book, and uh, I've read it almost cover to cover, except for, except for the footnotes in the very back. Some of those I even read. But, you know, you can get that book at the $60 pledge level by calling 303-449-4885 or by pledging securely online at kgnu.org. It just doesn't get any easier than that. And I just want to make a point about the challenge grant this morning. It's a longtime listener members, Annette Dula and Mark Gross, and Alan and LaVon Gordon. And Alan Gordon is one of the uh, founding producers of How on Earth, who was a, a dedicated volunteer with the show for many years in the 90s. Still a listener member with his wife, LaVon, uh, contributing some of the challenge grant money this morning. Let's match every dollar, folks. Make the call to 303-449-4885. Pick up the Sam Keen book or one of our many other great thank yous. But please, let's, uh, let's get it done now particularly if you're a fan of local science radio and the volunteer team that brings you How on Earth every Tuesday morning. Uh, cast a vote for that. A uh, little nod of appreciation and a pledge of any amount will be doubled. 303-449-4885 is the number. Indeed. And, you know, that's the history of KGNU. There are so many people here that have been here a very long time contributing their gifts, their skills. And now we have Dr. Gregory Walker in the studio and you can join us by becoming a listener member. Call us at 303-449-4885. Now let's join Joel Parker and Dr. Gregory Walker in KGNU's Cabaret Studio for Paganini's Caprice Number 24. It's a debut praised by the American Record Guide as a performance of precision and rapturous immediacy. Violinist Gregory Walker has gained international recognition for his beautifully calibrated phrasing, ravishingly beautiful tone and the sheer virtuoso force of his delivery. While developing unique collaborations with the Poland's Philharmonica Sudeca and the Ecumento Musical de los Americas in Havana, Cuba, as well as the Colorado Symphony, Cleveland Chambers Symphony, and many other American orchestras, he has appeared at the Spoleto Festival in Italy and the Centro Mexicano para la Musica Las Artes Sonoras. An American Academy of Arts and Letters Fellowship winning composer, University of Colorado Denver professor and guitar hero profiled in Guitar for the Practicing Musician magazine, Walker is profiled in the internationally distributed 2012 Chuck Freiberger documentary, Song of the Untouchable. Also an official NS design and Zeta Electric violin artist, his discography includes critically acclaimed releases from the Newport Classic, 
CRI, Orion, and Leonardo Record Labels. Gregory, Gregory Walker recorded the world premiere of Pulitzer Prize-winning composer George Walker's Violin Concerto in Warsaw with the Symphonia Varsovia for Albany Records in 2010. And now, The Caprice, number 24, performed by Dr. Gregory Walker. Thank <laughs> you. 
That was Boulder's own Gregory Walker performing one of the most difficult pieces in the violinist repertoire. Do you have to be a genetically altered superhuman to play Paganini? And we're going to find out the truth, the scientific truth, in just a moment. But first, won't you perform a seemingly superhuman feat of support and join forces with How on Earth and KGNU Community Radio? We have uh, with us in the studio Maeve Conran and uh, Sam Fuqua. What do you guys think? Well, they're applauding in the phone room, and uh, I'm sure throughout the KGNU listening audience for that performance by Maestro Walker. Very special edition of How on Earth, and we'll get back to the conversation, but we want to thank a couple folks who have called and had their dollars doubled this morning with this matching challenge grant, saying yes to community radio, yes to local science programming. Rebecca and Justin from Boulder, thank you so much. They said the time is right now. I love this community, and we love that you called, 303-449-4885. And Carolyn Beninsky, she is not only volunteering her time to answer the phones, she's also renewing her membership while she's here. Thank you so much, Carolyn. Getting one of the great books that we have on offer, Just Ride, about uh, bicycling culture. Wow, everybody is just in awe, I think, of that performance. Just to remind listeners, that was done live here in the KGNU studio. That was not some recording. That was done right here live as part of How on Earth. The ends that our producers go to to bring you this kind of programming, it's all inspiring and it was recognized by the Colorado Broadcasters Association in the uh, public news uh, regularly produced show category this year which was a statewide recognition and well deserved and we think it's worth your support this morning we have a matching grant in play have your money doubled to KGNU 303-449-4885 and I got to actually be in the studio to watch and I have to admit usually when I'm interviewing scientists we're not sitting in the music studio seeing them do their equations and their computer simulations but I got to see someone do that in the studio and that was special for me it was really great and you don't get that at a lot of other stations just that that aspect of the live music and the science, and the Alan Watts, and the Jim Hightower all mushed together into a morning of enjoyment every Tuesday. You can support that, calling 303-449-4885 and make your pledge. It's the perfect union, really, of science and art. Music is. I like to think of music as just another branch of physics myself, but I might be a little prejudiced in that regard. Maybe physics is another branch of music. You know, probably in the in the natural order of things, I think that's true, because music came first with the animals and the sounds of nature. But, uh, you know, what we'd love to hear now are the sounds of those phones ringing, 303-449-4885, or the clicking of keyboards through some superhuman effort of our own as you log in to kgnu.org and make that secure online pledge. Those phones ringing, that is music to our ears here at KGNU. It mightn't be Paganini, but it's certainly musical to our KGNU volunteers. Particularly as we're under this matching grant, we have got to match every single dollar that's on the table. And we still have about $1,000 left to go. That might seem... You know, that uh, a ways away, but we know we can do it with our science fans, with our Alan Watts fans, and of course our music fans, wherever you are on that listening spectrum. Won't you be that next caller? Gregory, I had a question for you as I watched you play that, and you were, you were using both hands just so amazingly, you know. What goes through your mind for that piece in particular? What are you thinking? Or is it just the music flowing through, or is it colors, or is it Paganini? Well, the one thing I can tell you is that if you have to think about what you're doing when you're playing that, 
it's pretty much already too late, right? <laughs> and uh, I don't think Paganini thought about it. I think that the the triumph of this new way of making music that he developed was that uh, you got somebody here who's just shooting from, if not the heart, his DNA, as we learn, with this genetic condition, just doing what he did. And there weren't a lot of people then or now saying that, okay, Paganini is the best guy, could be the greatest. They would say he's incomparable. They would say he's incomprehensible. And I think along with that, the inspiration for those of us who try to, like, follow on his coattails is just you just you gotta go for it and just and just work with whatever the music is telling you to do and uh hopefully the fingers will follow well if the music is telling the listeners out there to call in and pledge their support that's that's one of the underlying themes i'm sure you can call 303-449-4885 and make your pledge and don't forget we've got some copies of this really interesting book about Paganini and his genetic genetic mutation that made him such a brilliant musician. The Violinist's Thumb, we have a handful of those available. But if you would like it, you need to call us now, 303-449-4885. Call now, get your name put on one of these books and get yourself in on this matching grant that's in play. 303-449-4885. You know, it's a great book. It uh, starts with Mendel, then goes backwards to Paganini and covers all of the territory in between. You know, uh, pregnant women are... Uh, told not to handle cats during their pregnancy because of uh, a little bug called Toxa. Well, that bug is in this book. It's a great book, and it's yours at the $60 pledge level at 303-449-4885. So, Gregory, tell us, uh, uh, papery skin, eyes that don't see, organs that don't work, all of these (laughs) things Paganini suffered from, but you uh, are not a genetic superhuman, I take it? Well, I think as we heard today, probably not. I'm just like uh, so many players who've just fallen in love with this music and decide to impale themselves on it. And I can remember years back, there's actually a well-known concert artist who's going to be visiting Boulder in the spring, Sarah Chang, who was one of actually the great child prodigies of the, the country. And I remember meeting her when she was seven years old, and she played the same piece of music. And I think that, you know, I've got somebody setting the bar that high. Eventually, the human race catches up, 